Listeners, remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Roe co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's ro.co slash clink listeners did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year and if that's not bad enough most cleaning formulas are 90 percent water which is heavy to ship leading to excessive carbon emissions plus those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia that's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet nobody's trying to have that enter blue land blue land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Genius! You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refill start at just $2.25. Blue Land is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, white wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like white wine, true crime, and in bed by nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are housewives of true crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Good morning. It's a true crime. Good morning. Sunshine. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. We it yeah. I mean it's not Monday. It feels like a Monday though, because we've had a load of technical difficulties and (laughs) shit. (laughs) It's all kind of see a hanger over there. You see it right there. (laughs) We're having a thing, but it's all right. You guys, once I get my podcast studio, we're all going to be good. 
One of those. You know, years. you called me at four o'clock in the morning, or you texted me, and you were up, dude. I only yeah, I was awake that early just because I needed to get it like off your chest. Yeah, yeah, I was awake, and I am trying to you know since I've been home, I'm trying to get back into my running in the morning routine. I just can't do it. I fell back asleep. No way. I you were went like, back oh, to sleep. I'm going, I'm going to run. Your makeup looks real good today, by the way. Yeah, listen. So I woke up at, we were supposed to record at 8. I woke up at 7.50 and, oh, and remembered that we were going to record. And I'm like, Are, is it 8 my time? I tried to pull that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Dad's like, I need an extra 10 minutes. I'm like, thank God. Oh, yeah. So well, I did, did. I did all this in... 10 minutes or less. You did good. Listen, it's really the Thrive. Good. I have such a simple little routine now with all the Thrive makeup. Yeah, well, I am super impressed. You like my eyebrows? I just got them waxed. And then I used the Thrive, the color stuff on the eyebrows. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, they look good, right? Yeah. I'm on a kick. You know what else I did today? I like mm-hmm. shaved my face with those like tinkle razors. So oh. I am like glowing. Oh, you're along on with fire. my cryofacial. <laughs> no, you like... know, I'm um I'm falling apart because I'm still peeling from the sunburn. Oh god. That I got this, in the snow. Yeah, I'm snow and, I had, yeah. and I haven't got anything waxed because I'm still hostage because I have had a flat tire and my husband won't fix it. Cause he has I, to work you, and provide for the family. I mean, what an <laughs> <Yeah>. asshole. <laughs> so I have one of those husband doesn't fix things also. So remember I got the tile redone in our master bathroom. Mm -hmm. It was like, he's like, no big deal, which I'm so appreciative, right? That we have this new tile, but he's like, it's going to take three days. It's a real quick thing, except for they remove your toilet. Remember I had the black toilet. So I'm like Mm -hmm. very happy to get a white toilet. I think you were on the phone with me when the toilet guy came to install the toilet. Remember that? Yes. Yes. Could not install the toilet. The toilet is too futuristic for She's got a toto. It's serious business. Well, now I'm not getting a toto, by the way. It's You're not? going No, because it's too much. If you don't know what a to- toto toilet is, when you walk when you approach Tab's toilet, it flips up. And says, hello. It does. Shit on and me. And it Pee, heats your whatever ass. Whatever you flavor. When you sit down. <laughs> like, it is the best toilet. It is crazy expensive. So this thing was going to go with us for life this time. Mm-hmm. I had it. I was real spoiled in the last house. It just came with it. And so my husband, for like three presents, got me this Toto toilet, which sounds so fucking weird that somebody would give you a toilet but for a present, but whatever. Yeah. After I complain about the black toilet enough, he's like, fine, shit on yeah. this. Yeah. And now we're going to just regular, which is fine. I'm like, now I've, I have I don't have a toilet in my bathroom for weeks now. So. Oh, that's this is a the problem. killer. You don't have your he, own pate. I don't have it. And every you time share I walk one with in, the kids. Oh, oh, I know. You have little I mean, boys. I, dude, trust me. So any, anywho, it's not that I don't mind sharing. It's that I forget. So every time I'm running to the bathroom, cause I'm trying to like drink a lot of water these days, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh shit, I don't have a fucking toilet. <laughs> so I have to turn around and like, whatever. But 
Anywho, so yes, I keep texting my husband like, hey, today I was like, listen, I can smell sewage coming out of the hole in the ground. Yeah. I have to get a toilet. You know what else stinks? Is um, <laughs> what? Speaking of toilets, is so I have a little boy, so I have the toilet issue. I try to avoid sharing a bathroom with him at all times. Thankfully, his sisters kind of keep him in check. But I had a chat with him a while ago about, hey, buddy, this is a problem. You need to like, pee in the toilet, not around it. And you know what he said to me? What? He he looked at me like so disappointed and was like, all of it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. He like 100%. Yes. yes, On purpose. My husband came home and I'm like, forrederated. What have you been teaching our son? I've been like using every precious Clorox wipe in that bathroom forever. You totally thought that it was like an accident. I was like, this was your job. (laughs) He's doing it on purpose. The horror. That's funny. Get on it. Okay, so has he got and teach our kid to pee (laughs) and take out the trash. Has he gotten better? Has he gotten better since you've had the talk? Hallelujah. Yes, he has gotten better. (laughs) Okay, that's a good story. Yeah. To end our life lessons on. The lessons of the Macaulay Kane potty. potty. Okay, so let's get to the crime itself. This week, Gretchen, our case was a, another listener suggestion and an interesting one. I, If you guys listen to our Patreon, I think you'll know this case like got to me a little bit. So thank you, Christina Preston. Thanks for this. She says, yeah, she says it was right up our alley, which is probably true. Hope it's saucy. Well, it's it's twisty. That's okay. It's it's something. Okay. Say that. So thank you for that suggestion. We're going to start in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Are you familiar? I have been to Wisconsin, actually. But I have not been to Eau Claire. Yes, I have. Pabst beer, cheese, the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Wisconsin. Sounds fun, except for it sounds real cold in the winter. Lake Michigan, beautiful. I was named after a someone, a Gretchen, who lives in Wisconsin. And I went to visit her when I was young. Well, there you go. Well, Shout out to all the Gretchens in Wisconsin. Yeah, shout out. It sounds like actually there would probably be a few Gretchens up there because that's like up in those areas. A lot of people from, I think, the like Swiss and Norwegian and probably German people migrated, if you know what I'm saying. I know what you're saying. And I think we probably sound a little stupid and we are aware (laughs) I shouldn't say we sound stupid. I think there's a smart, there's a smarter way to say that. (laughs) The Northern (laughs) Europeans. I don't know. Yes, there is probably 100% a very (laughs) smart way to say that. But Which is I, kind of I'm ironic because, yeah. because the, iron, the irony of the whole thing is that this case uh, revolves around three individuals, one of them who uh, had a very, very intricate way of speaking and used very large words very appropriately. Another one of the people 
like to use big words like I like to use, and then she used them inappropriate or at the wrong time, which I find myself doing all the time. And then the other one was really into philosophy and read a lot. And so he probably used a lot of big words too. Mm, I dated a philosophy major one time. It was exhausting. I think it's really exhausting. I think it can. They're really always get thinking. Sometimes. It's annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it simple. Deep. Really deep. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, like I did. You see people from Germany. Yeah. Norwegian people go up to the, the colder temperatures. I'm just saying. because. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'm with I'm with you. Simpatico. We got this. My relatives are from there. Okay. I'm not right. named Gretchen. Yeah, probably. But... Mine are too. I don't know. 23 mm-hmm. and me. Sponsor us. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you do everybody else. But. Okay. So let's go back to Eau Claire really quick mm-hmm. or for the whole entire episode. It's 70,000 population of 70,000. And okay. it's known for music and arts. I find it probably a little hipster, if you would say. Yeah. The University of Wisconsin Eau Claire is there. And so there's a lot okay. of college kids. Cool little college town. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. You could feel it. Coffee yeah. shops, fun events, bars, totally. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Seems like an appealing place to live to me, except for the winters. No bueno. Snow on the ground uh, yeah. all the time. Yeah. So this young little 18 year old girl thought it was a great place to move. She was artistic, a little eccentric, free-loving. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Her name was Ezra, or is Ezra McCandless. She drove a car that she painted on herself. So I want to like kind of give you a little picture of who she seemed to be, okay? When I say eccentric, I don't mean she had like blue hair, and crazy, you know, makeup. She just liked to, I think she just liked to express herself in ways that people could see, mostly art. And so she's driving this big white car with this big black bird on the on the top of it. And on the hood of the car, she's got this skeleton cowboy smoking a cigarette, you know? Okay. She's artsy. She's artsy. I think it's an interesting choice for sure to be driving around a car like that, but she uh, definitely was into art. I think I'm liking it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you're 18. I think, sure, you want to explore something different. Like you're not the norm, right? You're not driving around like a blue sedan. Um, I think you're bringing a little bit of attention to yourself. I would say having a car like that. I mean, There was a car that drove around the valley that was all painted crazy. Mm -hmm. And there's millions of people in Los Angeles, right? But I saw this car all the time because it was so standout-ish. So I'm just saying, I think the girl kind of wanted to stand out, even though probably in her appearance itself, she didn't make that known. But A lot of those artsy types do want to stand out a lot and they are and make their opinions known. Yes. Yes. Okay. So there was something that was troubling about Ezra and Mm -hmm. the more research I did, I noticed it, but I don't really know why. I don't know what 
triggered her at a young age, but there was something. She was born to a mother that was 14. So that's that's a real young mom. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's been two, two reports, one Monica K and one Monica J, either J-A-Y or K-A-Y. That was her name that she was born to. She was later adopted by her mother's husband, which was her stepdad. And she didn't take his name either. What she did do was change her name to Ezra McCandless before she was 18. So she decided to go by the last name McCandless because remember, there was a character or a real life person named Christopher McCandless who was an adventurer from that book and the movie Into the Wild. Did you ever see that? Yes. Or read it? Yes. And she kind of identified with him a little bit. A lot of people do. Or maybe a lot of people want to. Well, they had to move that bus. The bus from the movie. Oh, yeah. People were going like people were trying to make that trek. Yeah. And 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 dying, which is like kind of the whole point of the movie. So it was a real, it was less than smart thing. Yeah. Yeah. So they moved it, which was good to save people from trying to make that trek. Also, the soundtrack to that movie with Eddie Vedder. Oh, it's so... Oh, my God. It's so... Good. Good. It's so good. So if you haven't seen the movie, it's really heartbreaking. It's good. It's about... Except my husband thinks it's not good. He's like... He doesn't get it. He's like, what the fuck did this guy do that for? But it's a guy who wants to live free. He decides to go to Alaska, which... I think it's a real bad idea because it's really fucking cold in Alaska. And it's That's hard the difference between your husband and my husband. My husband has like a total man crush <laughs> on all the Alaska, the last frontier guys, gold rush. He's always like, sign me up. And I'm always like pulling him back to reality. Like you married the wrong woman. Not, yeah. not gonna, I'm not going to homestead with you. Unless Amazon delivers, I'm not going. <laughs> There's a lot of things you can do for short term to get that fixed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And it was a real bad idea. I'm sure Ezra admired his free spirit and his journal writing and his artisticness because she also wrote in a journal. She was very artistic. And although I wouldn't say she was like, you know, into the wild, she probably liked nature. So, okay. She thought that that last name really fit her. So she took that last name and she took Ezra as a first name as she was looking for something more androgynous of a name, which is... I knew there was something up with that name. Which is actually kind of funny because my old hair girl was pregnant and she was like, oh, I hope I have a boy because I want to name him Ezra. And I told her at the time, I was like, that could be either. Like, I would name my girl Ezra or a boy yeah. Ezra. Just like if Caden was born a girl, I would have named him Caden, her Caden. Yeah, you know? Ezra like, is a really pretty name, but it lends itself to someone who wears tie-dye, has incense going, <laughs> listens to new yeah. age music, yeah. comes out at coffee shops. That That is, I think she picked a great name for herself. Yeah. I'll yeah. tell you that. Yeah. So Ezra actually in high school um, for a short time did identify as a boy. She changed her pronouns a bit in high school and kind of was deciding which she wanted to be. 
Okay. So I think it is a hard time sometimes in high school to figure out who you are or what you are or what's going on. And I think she had a lot of that going on. By this point in 2018, Ezra was identifying as a female. She had longer hair and wore more feminine clothing. Okay. More power to you. Yeah. I think whatever. Whatever. You know, whatever floats your boat. Do you? Mm -hmm. People say that Ezra liked attention. So I can see that, like I said, with the car situation. So she moves herself to Eau Claire and she likes to spend a lot of time at this coffee shop. Gretchen. Yeah. Wouldn't you know? (laughs) The coffee shop is called Racy's. And this is where she meets this real handsome older guy named Jason Mangle. Jason is 34 years old. So he's quite a bit older than her, would you say? I mean, she's 18. Maybe at this point he's 33. 2017 they met. Yeah. So... I think the age gap is pretty big. Jason says he didn't know that they were that big of a difference in age, that she kind of hid that from him. And she seemed like she was in her older 20s. I will tell you by pictures, she looks real young. When I was 18, I had a boyfriend who was like 24. Mm -hmm. And... When people, I looked a little bit older than 18, but when people found out, his friends found out how old I was, I remember them being like kind of horrified. Like there, it, there was something about, I mean, when you're not old enough to get into the bars, like, and you're 30 something, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a bigger difference than when you're like 30 and they're 45. That's no big deal. But it's that 18, you know, before you're 25. Before you're 25, the age gap should be like within five years. I think so too. Although I I never followed that ever (laughs) (laughs) until I got married. I just think a 34-year-old has had a lot more life experience than an 18-year-old. And this is why they're hanging out at the coffee shop. Right, because they can't go to the bars. They can't go to the bars. Mm -hmm. I mean, we remember Two West in Ventura. I mean, I hang out there all the time. All the time. So Jason's that like coffee loving, rides his bike everywhere type of dude. Because he can't afford he, a car? I don't know. He's a <laughs> scrub. I couldn't really like, I don't know. It's possible. Okay. He was in the National Guard as a medic. But oh, well, that's good. Yeah, I know. And I mean that sincerely. That... Now I feel bad for calling no, him a scrub a second ago. No, I don't think he was a scrub. He was He's very well-spoken. He's the guy that I was speaking about earlier that likes to use those really long words because he's a pretty smart guy. Okay. Um, Or at least he comes off as very smart. Every interview, which there's a lot of them that you guys can look up, he tells a good story and he does use these crazy words. Like when he's talking to the police, it's like, dude, just like... I don't know. I'm like, do we really need to use words that most people in the United States or anywhere else probably in the world have to look up on 
the dictionary to see what it really means. You find it a little sus, like it's like like maybe like some kind of crutch. It's like a personality thing for him that makes him feel I do. like like a bigger person. I do. I would get that impression if I was around someone who was overly articulate. Yes, that's a good word. Thank you for that big word, Gretchy. Mm, you're welcome. Points. I am really making myself sound like a total dumbass in this episode. So sorry. I'm really not. No, you're college not. Educated. God. And I will tell you, people, if you're feeling slow, it's only because I've had one more cup of coffee than you. I think I haven't if you, even had one if, yet. If we hadn't had the technical difficulties and she could move without <laughs> destroying God. everything, and she would be firing on all <laughs> cylinders like this. By the way, my feet are falling asleep. I feel like I'm like crouched in one little tiny area and I'm I'm hoping this shit doesn't fall down behind me or you're going to see yeah. like a plethora of, of clothes. So no worries. Anyways, Jason, back to Jason at the coffee shop. Really liked Ezra. Little hot little thing coming in with her art and her writing and her pictures she draws really won him over yeah and they got serious pretty quickly so serious that she started staying at his house on the regular and then moved in with him within like six months or so okay I I feel like Jason also you know he's the he's in the military but then he's seeking this free-spirited, crazy girl. Yeah. I feel like he's kind of torn also as a person, right? Yeah. Those two personalities don't usually go together. No, but maybe they do. Because sometimes people that are one way seek somebody that's the other way so that they can have a little fun in their life or be a little different than they probably normally would. Yeah. So Jason and Ezra spend a lot of time at Racy's coffee shop. I checked out the place. It's real cute. It's got couches that are not matched. Some of them are like floral. So you know good. Yeah. Some of them look like they came from your grandma's house. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A little hangout spot. I can, I just, I kind of love those places. You know, you, it's too. not like so sterile. Yeah. I All I can think though is doesn't sound very COVID friendly. <laughs> like if it's a bunch of fabric sofas, you know, those are a lot of high touch areas. Oh, my God. You already have PTSD, by the way. I guess I do. I'm like, mm-hmm. the first thing you think I, of. I, I'm like, is... used to like those kind of places. Not anymore. Oh, oh my God. You are so funny. <laughs> you got to get out, girl. I'm coming to Texas. I know. I know. And then you're going to be like. I need to find a coffee shop with a fabric couch <laughs> and I'm just gonna, sit my ass I'm on it. I'm going to touch it. I'm going to touch it so hard. <laughs> so there was a barista. Uh, do you call it barista if it's a male or female? Is that like the name? I don't barista? think you say barista. 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 I, think it's, I think it's a barista. Yeah, either way. Okay. So there was a barista there that, that worked at Racy's. And this is the guy that was saying the philosopher. His name was Alex Woodworth. He was 23 years old, real into philosophy. He actually had a degree in it and was going on to get a master's and PhD to be a professor 
in philosophy. So I yeah, mean, because that's the only thing you can do with a degree in philosophy. I know. Oh my god! And those perfect. I told you, I dated a philosophy guy. I know. Oh, all I, I know. Do is talk about shit. He had a lotus flower on his back, tattooed. He thought it was very <laughs> deep. <laughs> Who was this? Do I know him? Yes. I do. You got to tell me after. Do I not I, remember this? <laughs> the guy that the guy that lived with Clint. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Makes perfect sense now. Mm-hmm. Also, I could see working at Racy's. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Alex loved deep conversations. All of his, he also journaled a lot. Yeah. So did a lot, guy. a lot. Yeah. Oh, he did. And I read some of his journals and they are, I mean, deep. Some of them are about, there's one that they brought up about cannibalism, Ooh. which was really interesting because when you read it, it wasn't really about eating people or that he wanted to eat people. It was more of like a, like a philosophical idea about how people could eat people or the way to think about it is that we all are just animals with flesh that can be eaten. Dude, this guy gave me saying. a book that was called How to Teach a Stone to Talk and was uh-huh. like, he was like, everything you need to know about life is in this book. Did you read it? Well, I skimmed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, <laughs> but same kind of thing. Everything's on another level. You 100%. Know? And I'm like. It's extra. It was a little extra for me. Thank God yeah. he, uh broke up with me because <laughs> I couldn't have played that part I couldn't have given a shit forever not forever no he did once you yeah. it was in your 20s <laughs> yeah. but these three Alex Ezra and Jason were friends and there were other people in the coffee shop that all hung out it seems like one of those places that people go and express themselves and they all come together and they're like, oh, that was so amazing. That writing you did last night and that poem you told at that art show or, you know, the type. Yeah, I know the type. Jason and Ezra were living together. And as Dr. Laura would say, they were shacking up and she was the shack up honey. honey. Yep. And you know what happens to those shack up honeys sometimes? Yeah, I know. I've been one. <laughs> well, the- <laughs> I think we both have. So no judgment oh, against the shack I, No honey. judgment. Yeah, yeah, Listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've both, we've both been down that road. They get the boot. Well, she didn't get the boot. She got the babies in the belly. Oh, kind of that happens too. Yeah. So she finds out she's pregnant and she's pregnant with twins. And I Young can't. Young mama with twins. That's so hard. Even imagine. But yeah. According to Jason, she didn't want the kids. She was too young, and so she wanted the abortion. According to Ezra, Jason wanted her to have the abortion. Whatever way it was, I don't know, but she ended up having the abortion on her 19th birthday. I can't even fucking imagine. Yeah, that's rough. Okay? Yeah. What kind of psych games that plays with you? I don't also know why you would choose to have it on that day. On your birthday? Not the right choice of days. Unless that's, I guess, I mean, I don't know why. 
Well, you know, sometimes, I mean, I have accompanied friends to Planned Parenthood a -hmm. time or two, and sometimes they only do it like once a week. I know. So maybe that's just how the cookie crumbled. I'm thinking that maybe. After this abortion, I think that Jason and Ezra's relationship became a real mess. Like the intimacy was lost. um, And according to Jason, he started sleeping on the couch or in a different room, but not with her. Mind you, this is only like six months into their relationship. So we're not talking about years. This is pretty quick. I know, but those young relationships are like very intense. They're fast. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Also at this time, Ezra and Alex's relationship started getting real close. I think that Ezra started talking a lot to Alex about deeper things and they started hanging out a lot. Jason explains it as Ezra was going through something at the time and Alex was kind of comforting her. I'm pretty sure the thing that she was going through was having an abortion. Yeah. So they get pretty close and then you know what happens there. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Alex and Ezra start doing it. Bam. So Jason seems to know that this is going on. Really? Okay. He does. He doesn't even kick her out of the house, even though he knows that she's sleeping with another guy. Was it a money thing, maybe? No, I don't think so. Doesn't seem like it by Jason's account. It seems to me Jason comes off as this, a guy that just understands everybody. He says, I am a medic. So he has this compassion for people and helping people and maybe not just, you know, their boo-boos, but on the inside too. I almost think that's what drew him to Ezra. Like maybe she was a little needy for some psychological healing. And he thought that with his big words, he could help her. Yeah. I feel like the like the fundamental difference between I I mean, I feel bad, like kind of throwing us under the bus, like during all these big word philosophy conversations saying that we're just we just hang out in the shallow pond so we don't get it because because I think we do get it. But we're just like we're black and white, like don't hurt people. You know, like it's as simple as that. Like we don't need to make it into like all this next level things with like pictures of galaxies behind us over lattes. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I do know what you're saying. Yeah. Listen, I actually was into that at one time. Yeah. I think we. And then you grow up and you're like, maybe it's just as simple as don't be a dick. Yes. You don't need to teach stones to talk, <laughs> fucking cannibal. Like, just don't be a dick. This right? is true. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So Jason and Ezra are sleeping in, in, in different rooms. Ezra's sleeping with Alex at this point. Okay. And Jason goes out of town for one of his military duties. Because I think in the reserves, you just do like once a month. One or... week and a month is, I think, pretty typical. Yeah. Right. So I don't know what he did other than that for work, because that doesn't seem to like really pay the bills. So he goes on his, you know, monthly duty and 
Ezra is partying with the roommate and whooping it up. And she got real wasted. And according to Ezra, and I listened to her police recording, the friend took advantage of her while she was drunk. She says that she was blacked out. I'm pretty sure when you're blacked out, you don't remember shit. But she seems to remember being scared and him taking advantage of her. So they actually, she tells Jason when he gets home and he is like fired up. He's like, we're going to the police. This is crazy. You've been raped, you know? And so they go to the police. The police do some investigation. Yeah. That's a slippery slope there, right? Because, I mean, we should just make it like real clear that it's not about, I mean, she could have been wasted. I mean, what we know is it is rape if you don't, you don't have to say no, but if you don't say yes is the thing. So maybe that is what is going on in her head. Maybe she was in and out, you know, so wasted. She didn't really have control of herself, but she wasn't saying yes. So that's possible. So that, yeah. So yeah, that, that is a crime to me. Yes, it is a crime if that is what happened. If that's happened. what happened. But if that's what happened. Okay. Gretch, you know how last week you were telling me you got this product from Apostrophe? Oh, yeah. To help your 40-ish acne. Yeah. Fun thing about turning 40, start breaking out again. It's no fair. It's, an, it, it's no fair. <laughs> I mean, we already went through that at 12. That's right. right. I actually can see my daughter starting to break out also and this website came to us in seriously just the right time it's called apostrophe they do prescription acne treatments that really work and you don't have to see a doctor but you do see a doctor because you see their doctor but you don't have to take time off work you take an online questionnaire about your skin concerns or your children's skin concerns snap a few selfies and the dermatologist there get back to you with a customized tailored treatment which Gretchen I did is it. loving I did it you guys I did it and thank god for apostrophe because I would not have done it I would have just lived with it because yeah yeah self care so is so hard to make time for but this was so easy and I can't it's like I have a new face have a new face. <laughs> they offer topical and oral medication to treat acne from the inside out or the outside in. So you guys, you get $15 off your first visit with a board certified dermatologist at apostrophe.com forward slash clink clink. Use our code clink clink. This code is only available for our listeners. So to get started, go to apostrophe, A-P-O-S-T-R-O-P-H-E dot com slash clink clink for $15 off. Check it out. Okay, what'd you have for breakfast this morning, Gretchen? Magic Spoon is where it's at, y'all. I seriously could not be more excited that the blueberry flavor is back in stock after it sold out. I'm Obviously, so excited for you because you've been obsessing <laughs> over it. I have. I've been so sad that it hasn't been there 
And so it's back. And you guys, I could not wait to tell you it is the best. If you have not tried Magic Spoon, it really is awesome. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. Guys, good for you, good for your kids. And it tastes delicious. No joke. It does. (laughs) Yeah. So, you guys, go now and get your blueberry flavor. Or, if you're not into blueberry, which you should be because it's you know, it's good. No, the cinnamon is my favorite. Okay, okay, fine. They also have cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. You build your own box. They got it all. Also, if you live in Canada, they ship there now too. Well, how about that? How about that? I know you were going to say hot damn. <laughs> Anyways, go to magicspoon.com forward slash clink clink to grab your blueberry or custom thing. Our promo code, again, is clink clink at checkout, and you save five bucks off your order. Go to magicspoon.com forward slash clink clink and use clink clink at checkout to save five bucks. Gretch, you know, now that the weather is warm, thank heavens, and I'm getting a lot of more vitamin D, I'm changing things up over here. And my goals have changed. So I redid my care of online quiz and I'm back into action, girlfriend. All right. That's right. Yes. You guys care of is an amazing vitamin and supplement service. You go online, do their questionnaire and you get individual vitamin packs, which tell them crutch. It's easy enough for me to do it, y'all, so anybody can do it. Studies show the truth. It. Also, it's the truth, really. And studies show that it takes 30 days for you to see benefits of a new supplement or routine. So consistency is key. And really, they make it super easy to do. Yeah. And I feel better. It, it makes so much sense. Totally. Take your vitamins. Be healthy. Take care of yourself. To get your vitamins, you need to go to TakeCareOf.com and enter code CLINK50 to get 50% off your first Care Of order. You guys, 50% off. You got to do it. Go to TakeCareOf.com and enter code CLINK50. This episode is sponsored by Astapro. Thanks, Astapro, for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy suffering friends out there. You know how they say it's that time of year for allergies? Well, for me, it sort of feels like it's always that time of year. I thought I had tried everything until I recently discovered Astapro. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. It's faster, bro. 
use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. I'm talking about Rakuten. Have you checked it out? Because I recommend you do. Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because the members earn cash back on everything they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores that I know I shop online at like Zappos, Sephora, and Best Buy. We are all already online shopping at our favorite stores, so why not be saving while doing it? It's a no-brainer. Rakuten is the smartest way to save money when you shop. How it works is the stores pay Rakuten a commission for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the commission with its members. You get paid via check or PayPal quarterly. Membership is free and it's easy to sign up. Start all your shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app and start saving today. Your cash back really adds up. After the investigation, they see texts from Ezra to this friend that basically suggested that she wanted something a little bit more. Okay. And they also interviewed Alex and he told the police that she confessed to him that she made a real big mistake sleeping with this guy and regretted doing it, but knew she was doing it. Yeah. When you listen to her talk about it, it does make you feel like she was in the right and the guy was in the wrong. But then when you see the other side, then you're like, well, it sounds maybe consensual. she's just being dramatic and yeah. she doesn't want to tell Jason that she actually slept with his roommate or friend on her own account. You know, she's yeah. just feeling guilty because now she's sleeping with three people. I don't know. I mean... I'll tell you this. In her journals also, she writes about multiple times that she was sexually assaulted. And I, most people think that she's making up these stories. I can't say that she is, but it is a constant thing with her. Like it's, it's not just a one-time thing. Yeah. That is like kind of infuriating to me because of course, I I mean, you know, we all want to take the side of the victim, but when extra dramatics are involved, it is like you are taking away from all the people that are trying to tell their truth. There was one celebrity I was listening to recently that had spoke about her time with that one person. What was that one producer, that real ugly guy? Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein. And she's like, I came forward. And her story was that he asked her to meet him again in Paris or something, right? Mm-hmm. But there was nothing more to it. I was like, girlfriend, you can't jump on the bandwagon if nothing happened. Yeah. Just to be on the bandwagon. like. Yeah. I agree. The guy was a total fucking douche. That no, no question about it. Did a lot of harm to a lot of women. But yeah. if you were not that woman, then you don't have a place. Yeah. Sexual abuse. You don't have a place. You're right. Yeah. So anyways, the police dropped the charges on the friend. They did not find her credible. And after this, I would say Ezra's life was pretty much spiraling. Her relationship with Alex 
not everybody knew about, but Jason definitely knew about it. And during the testimony, I will say, Jason is like, I told you before, he's so understanding about it. Like, I guess at one point, Alex gets so distraught over Ezra's feeling like she wants to be with Jason, but she wants to be with Alex. And Alex is like, I need to be with you, Ezra. If you're not with me, I'm going to commit suicide. He cuts his wrist and calls Ezra. And Jason goes over there to help him and bandage him up. Okay. So this is like a twisty little triangle thing going on. I think these people sound dramatic. Oh, my God. It's like so dramatic. (laughs) Let me tell you something that's even more dramatic about this is that from what I can gather is Alex was toying with being gay. And he used Ezra's like masculine side to his advantage. Because she had come out to him that she identified as a boy at one point. And he found that real interesting. And from what Ezra says, that's how their relationship was. That she was his boy. And they had sex like that, which led into some sort of BDSM kink sex. Okay. This is all coming from Ezra. Okay. So she's now living a hetero lifestyle with Jason. She's having a secret love affair more on some sort of other level, gay, trans side on another level. I think the stress of that has got to be unbearable for a person that just turned 19 years old. Um, Hello. Yeah, that's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. So she decides that she's going to escape it all and just go back home. So she moves off. She moves out of Jason's house. She breaks up with both of them. And she's like, I got, you know, like, I got to fucking chill. However, she's still texting Jason like, (sighs) you know. I mean, you yeah, can tell you could call. Like, we've been there also. <laughs> yeah. So on March 21st, 2018, she sends over 600 messages with Jason, texting him back and forth. 600. Doesn't that oh, sound like a God. lot? Yeah. And she's not in the town anymore. She's back living with her dad or her adopted <sighs> dad, you know? Yeah. So the next morning... She shows up at Racy's coffee shop to return return items that she had from Jason and Alex. If you know what that means. I mean, we've also all been there, right? You're like, oh, I have your sweatshirt I wore home that one day. I'm totally guilty of doing that. Yeah. (laughs) She says she has to return Alex's heating pad and a bookmark. Wow. Okay. I mean, I'm sure Alex is really needing those back quickly. So she sees Jason first at Racy's. And then what she says is she goes over to another friend's house to exchange some artwork. And then she heads to Alex's house to 
return the heating pad and bookmark that he had given her. At Alex's house, Jason shows up. Jason is just kind of, he rides his bike over there and he is just hanging out outside, not doing much. And somebody sees him and is like, what the fuck is this guy just like trolling back and forth, right? So they call the police and the police show up and they are like, hey, dude, what's going on? Yeah. We heard there's some sort of domestic disturbance over here. He's like, oh, I came over here to check things out because I just have this really weird feeling. I'm a medic in the army. And sometimes I just get these intuitions that something bad is going to happen. And I don't know what's going to happen with Alex because, you know, he's he's worried because Alex has like cut his wrist before. Right. Honestly, I think Jason knows something a little bit more than he's telling. Well, it sounds like he kind of thrives on the drama. I mean, we've like. Right. Okay. So he goes over there. He checks on them. They're fine. I guess Alex and, and Ezra are talking a little loud, maybe arguing a little bit, but not even the police think is weird. They go, they talk to Ezra, they talk to Alex, they get their IDs. They are like, everything's fine. You hear this all on the police cam. Like, you know, you can hear them talking. They're they're like, yeah, we're fine. We're fine. Okay. What Jason says is he sees fire in Ezra's eyes. So that's how he knew to go over there. I don't know. See, that's too deep. That's too deep for me. What is fire in the eyes? (laughs) What does that mean, right? Did she get new contacts? What does that uh, mean? I'm like, this is where we're shallow. I've never seen fire in someone's eyes. Were they stoned? Were they red? I've seen I mean, that. I, I have seen those contacts that like yeah. real weird. But. Yeah, just say what you mean. Stop being so deep. Yes, and when I heard her on the on the cop cam, she seems real calm to me. I mean, they're like, she's like, I can't find my ID, but he's like, oh, you know, it's fine. Yeah. Well, the next time that we see Ezra is around 430 that night or that afternoon when she turns up at this remote dairy farmer's house covered in blood, mud and cut up. Oh, this poor dairy farmer is 90 years old named Don Simple. And he opens the door and he sees Ezra and he's like, you need help. And she is like crying and he calls 911 and I'll play a little bit of the audio here for you. I'm calling 911. What's the address of the emergency? This is Don Simple calling and I have a, a young lady that just came to my house and somebody attacked her and she needs a doctor or her clothes are all torn and... Okay, and can you ask her what her name is? Just hold on a second. Okay. What's your name, ma'am? What? You don't know? She's in kind of bad shape. She just says she don't know. Okay, let me put you on hold. Do not hang up. I'm going to start some help, okay? Sure. So you can see she seems super shaken up. She cannot say her name. You know, he asks her, what's your name? She says, I don't know. But then he asks her how old she is. She does know that. Well, maybe she can't remember if it's Ezra or whatever the fuck it was before she changed it. Funny you say that. 
because um, like, what name do she, I give people in authority <laughs> at the hospital? She does say a different name. Yeah. She says Monica, I think Conrad or Conrad. It's not even Monica K or Monica J. It's like some other Monica. She's she's seeming to have amnesia at this point. She doesn't know where she is. She doesn't know how how she got there. She doesn't know how far she's traveled. They ask her all these questions. She has no fucking clue. She is just overwhelmed with cries. She's got cuts kind of all over. Her clothes are kind of ripped up and cut. She's got dried blood blood around her mouth and she's barefoot. And mind you, this is March 21st. There is still snow on the ground. It is cold as F. Cold. Right? So I'm sure she, her feet were probably really hurting. Yeah. They ask her, have she walked a mile, two miles? Does she know? She has no idea. They take her to get checked out. They ask her like, do you have anybody that we could call? You don't have an ID. You have no phone. We don't know who you are. Like, and who did this to you? They say, do you know who did this to you? She says, no. You know, they try to ask Don. Don has no information. He is like, what the fuck just happened to me? I was sitting down for dinner and now I'm having to deal with this lady. He seems, by the way, like the nicest guy in the world. Yeah. I don't know if he's still around, but it's only been a couple years, so I hope so. But he really is just, I think he would want him to be your dairy farmer grandpa. Yeah. So they take her to the hospital. And after they get her to the hospital and cleaned up, they go and question her. And her memory starts to come back. They then ask her her name and she says she's Monica, whatever. And then they figure out that that's not who she is, that she really is Ezra McCandless because she has changed her name. They also know that because they had just seen her the day before on that domestic violence. Oh, yeah. Remember, they just showed up. Yeah. And so they know she was also with Alex Woodworth. And where is Alex? Well, Alex, they can't find. And so she's asking for Jason, even right when she got to the hospital. So she remembered Jason's name, but she did not remember his phone number. She did not remember her name, but she did remember Jason's name. And they can't find Alex. That's kind of a fear because we have everybody's number in their phones. I know. Don't literally like the only two phone numbers that I know are yours and my husband. And it's just because I had to force myself to memorize my husband's. Yeah. I only know a couple of emergency, but I know yours because you've had the same number since forever. Yeah. Since I was 18. Yeah. So. I don't know any of our other friends' numbers. I don't either. <laughs> I don't either. They now know that she was with Alex and she says, like, Alex attacked me and she ran for her life is basically kind of what they got out of her. She does start opening up a lot about a lot of things. They say, they ask her, like, how it happened, what happened. Um, she has this carving on her arm of the word boy okay like in oh. in like b can you see my arm yeah it's like b-o-y and Some sadistic s- shit any of that branding carving what a, i'm I, not i'm not with it i know and and she says that it was from alex so they are on the hunt for alex They are assuming he is armed and dangerous. 
and they start to retrace Ezra's steps backwards from Dawn's house. And they find some money tracks that lead down to this field where Ezra's car is stuck in the mud and hanging out of the back side driver's side is Alex Woodworth and he's dead. Oh shit. Alex had been stabbed 16 times in a very brutal fashion. He was stabbed into his brain. He stabbed in his face. He stabbed in his groin. Oh. Kind of mutilated in his groin. Whoa. So, yeah, this case just got real dark. Ouch. So who was it? Ezra? It was Ezra. Yeah. Damn it. Damn it, Ezra. So they go to her again and they're like, woman. Now what happened? Yeah. Yeah. Those are starting to look like defensive wounds on you. Boo. What happened? What happened? But one thing they did see is they're like, you know, that carving on your arm. Can you talk more about that to us? How did that happen to you? Yeah. She said they were, she says we were driving. Alex was driving the car and he gets the knife in my, I have a, she actually couldn't remember. She was like, oh, I have a tiger claw. I carry some like defense weapons in my car in case I get attacked. So one of them was like that, or tiger lady, you know, those like, um, they look like like brass knuckles and then they come out and you can like, you know, I think it's kind of smart to have actually. So she can't remember that or if it's a hunting knife that her dad had always given her to, for self-defense or she says they're hunters. So she can't remember what he starts carving that boy into her arm with, but he's driving. She's in the passenger seat. And the police officer is like, Ezra, this doesn't make sense because it would be real awkward for him to grab your arm. Find you. He's driving. Yeah. Grabbing your arm and writing boy, he would write it the other way. It would have been like. Oh, yeah. The B wouldn't be up here. Well, you know what? It, yeah. Like, it would be the other way. Well, excellent police work. I'm thinking that's impossible to do while driving, even if it was Anyways, the right way. And, but good. And point. it's perf- it's pretty perfect penmanship. Yeah. And what? You're just going to sit there and be like, here you go. Let yeah. Me, you know. Yeah. How about you restrain me? someone so you could do that while driving and writing? Doesn't yeah. work out. Yeah. So... Anyhow, she starts she starts to admit some things and that she ended up admitting that it was her herself that had carved boy into her arm. She talks about basically going out to the middle of nowhere to have a talk. And in this talk, she wants to just get everything off of her mind with what has happened with Alex and they get stuck in the mud. She's like, I can get us out of the mud, tries to find something to put under the tire, ends up not getting unstuck. And Alex starts attacking her. She doesn't want to have sex with him. He starts like taking the knife to her, cutting her stuff up. And she grabs the knife and stabs him to death. Whoa. Actually, she passes out. She talks a lot about how she has anxiety. And so then she says she like blacks out. She wakes up 
carves the word boy into her as she's flipping the fuck out because she just killed somebody because she never wants to forget, which also just does not make any sense, and then finds her way to Dawn's house. I don't know what happened, but I will tell you that the police don't believe her. I'll tell you what happened. It's dangerous fancying yourself that deep. (laughs) (laughs) You got to come up with all these reasons and it's like the universe and blah, blah, blah. Next level. Ezra, you should have just moved home and stayed home. If the relationship is this complicated to carry on, then it's too much. Start a new (sighs) one. You're young. I know. So they think all of her wounds actually were self-inflicted, totally. starting with that boy. Then she cut up her pants. She, you know, there's some cuts on her hands, but they were like, if she grabbed the knife away from him, like she said, she would have a deeper cut into her hand. And so Alex just turned into the victim and Ezra was booked into jail as a murderer. Yeah, so maybe she wasn't completely out of her mind. I mean, maybe she had the wherewithal to make it look like she was attacked. I know. What do you think? Yeah, I think that that's probably what happened. I mean, most people think that that is what happened. And at the trial, Ezra got all of her memory back, by the way. I mean, she remembers every detail. Imagine that. The trial was aired on Court TV, so if you want, like, extra, extra, check it out. There's also a 48 Hours on it, but, you know, 48 Hours, which I love, they don't give a lot of detail. I mean, you have, like, I don't know, probably 30 minutes of, like, actual 48 Hours within the commercials. Yeah. And they don't say the controversial stuff, like the whole gay relationship that they were having. Yeah. Because I think it does paint this different picture of Alex, which I'm sure his parents were like not aware of. Yeah. So I did educate myself a little bit about what to call Ezra. And I think that she's bi-gender. She would only know for sure what she wanted to be identified with. But I also tried to see what it was, what's the name of like a gay male that is with a trans bi-gendered person. I can't find any wording for that, but they do have on the LGBTQ website, like a list of terms and names that you can use. I just wanted to, you know, be edumacated. But I think that this topic is really hard to discuss because it paints the victim sometimes in a light that parents or families or people that are biased don't get. And well, you don't want people to be judging the behavior if the but it, that's all like it's just sad that that is the sad truth that people may judge that but it that really is all irrelevant it really just comes down to like what happened i know and in the trial i mean there was a decent amount of that discussion they and i think it was it was used in both ways it was used in her defense like this is who he was and he wasn't who everybody thought he was. And he liked BDSM and liked to do some kinky shit, which we all know because on our Patreon episode with Amy on the swingers episode that some people are into that and it's 
okay. Yeah, if it's consensual, then that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. No. So they were using it as a tactic in both the defense and the prosecution because then the prosecution wants to paint this girl as, you know, she's sleeping with multiple people. She's a young little hussy that's having an abortion, you know, like all these triggering Uh, things. Yeah. And that's irrelevant, too. Like this is all just a distraction from what went down that night. Doesn't really even so much as led to what what happened. It's just what happened that night should be what's on the table. So there was a friend of Alex's that came forward and she said that Alex, you know, told her that he was in a relationship with like a somebody that identified as a male. She did say that they talked about different kind of sex that they did. But Alex was a very nice and kind guy from what everybody has said about him. They say that he was willing to help Anybody that he wanted to help, that anybody that came into the coffee shop, he was always there for everybody. And I believe that to be true. I believe that he was a super nice guy with a very deep brain. And then at the test, at the um, trial, guess who testifies? Who? Ezra herself. Oh, she did. She did. And she was really calm and very collected, I would say well-rehearsed. And she goes over her story of the whole entire night. She remembers every detail now, which I find to be not truthful because I don't think whether you're getting attacked or you're attacking whatever way that is, I don't think you would remember detail to detail. Like, I just don't think that's possible. Well, you know, those like situations where you're supposed to remember detail to detail, like car accidents and stuff. I mean, something I'm sure we've all been in one at some point. Like, I have a hard time remembering every single thing that happened. Like when I'm like have been in a car accident and had to repeat it to the insurance agent, you know, because you have this adrenaline that just blocks it. I mean, it's just right. It really is. So. She she says that she she does say at one point, like, I was so terrified, but it's almost like she forgot to say it. And then she said it. But that's her story is that he attacked her. She took away the knife and then stabs him and runs away. She says that she left him, I think, on the on the ground, but somehow he got in the car. I don't really know how that would happen. She also says that Alex would call her his boy all the time. Prosecution, on the other hand, thought that basically Ezra wanted Jason back. And the only way that she could do it was to get rid of Alex. So she gets rid of Alex and gets back Jason, which... What's her build like? The part that is confusing to me is like, how did she... Overpower. Yeah. Okay. So she's a small girl and he is also a small guy. Okay. Um, From the pictures, I believe. Like Jason's a bigger built kind of muscular guy. And Alex is a smaller kind of, I would say like on the more nerdy side. And, and Jason seems like a man's man. Okay. 
So at the end of the day, the jury believes the prosecution and um, they sentenced her to 50 years to life in jail. When Ezra was at her trial, I want to just say she was wearing like a pink blazer. Her hair is kind of feathered, kind of like a 80s look. She's wearing glasses. She looks very feminine. At her sentencing trial, her appearance 100% changed to look like a boy. Yeah, because I'm kind of questioning us. I mean, in case anyone is going to point it out, because we started this off by calling her a she and have continued. But if you're saying that's not how she identified, then. At the trial and during her conversations with the police, she says that she identifies as a girl. So we're good. She said that up until um, her sentencing hearing, which was just February of last year, she didn't come come out and say, like, identify as a boy now, but her appearance would would say so. I just use she for everything because that is what she actually said in her last communication to the police that she identifies as a as a woman. And she didn't like the fact that that um, Alex was identifying her as a boy because that's not how she felt about herself. So at the trial, she or at the sentencing trial, she does speak and she apologizes and she does give emotion at this port part. She she cries and she says she's really sorry about what she did to his parents. And um, I mean, because she didn't show any emotion at the trial. Okay. And then Dawn, you know, Dawn, who found her, gets up and says, speaks on her behalf also and says that she has drawn him pictures and written a letter to him. And it's, he said, it's like the most beautiful writing that he's ever seen. And they gave her 50 years. They didn't give her life. They gave her 50 years to life. So I don't know. I mean, she's only 20 plus 50, 70 years old. Maybe she'll get out. Ezra has a Instagram page where she sells her artwork. I guess somebody outside of prison is doing it for her, I assume. Wow. And so you could see her artwork. She also has some writings on there. And I will tell you, like, her writings are pretty deep and they get to you. The only thing is, is like, are they lies? Because even her childhood friends have said that she is not an honest person and she's lied throughout her life. And so, and I've known people like that. I've known people that are pathological liars that just fucking lie. Yeah. I don't know if lies is that the sounds right just like word. this person. Yes. I know exactly who you're talking about. Makes up things. Yeah. I think that maybe she just has, um, it's got to be like some kind of personality disorder. I mean, because we've seen it personally. It's called where a they pathological live... liar. Okay. Well, but they're That's like in I a different reality. Like, I think they convince themselves of their own lies. Dude, this particular person mm-hmm. told us that she was broken into 
in her house and the police came. I mean, they have these elaborate stories. Like I had this whole conversation, then was scared, went to the police to make sure it was true because I didn't want to be like living in the house. And the story was not true. Not true. And, you know, I think key is too too many details. It's the details. It's the details because you wouldn't remember those little details. The story with a lot of detail is suspect. Yes. I will tell you that she still claims innocence and there are people that do believe her and she is trying to have another trial. Appeal. Okay. Yeah. To see. I I don't know what I don't know what could be done. What else? I don't know what she could do to to get another trial. But this is where it got me because I went on her like a rabbit hole and started reading all of the things that she's writing. And then I start like questioning myself, like, is this true? Is this not true? Is she a criminal? Could he, could she have been attacked by him? I don't know. Did she really go out to the middle of nowhere to kill him? Could it have been not premeditated? I don't know. I don't think it matters if it was or it wasn't. I mean, if she did it, it would just matter for like the amount of amount of time that she gets. But yeah, like first degree, you know, but yeah, she took his life, which is really unfortunate. And she does say in when she was speaking, she does say that she loved him. Also in her writing, she says like people criticize her all the time about the trial because it's like you need to have this much emotion, but not this much emotion. And you need to smile this much, but not that much. And you need to look this way or not look that way or, you know, and I think that's 100 percent true. Yeah, I think there is a lot to say on that. And she also says that, you know, they try to paint her as this wicked woman that had these sexual partners and they tried to implant all these things in the brains of the jury to trigger them to make it seem like she's a bad human being. And I also agree with that. So yeah, it's just I do. hard because we don't know exactly what happened. And the only person that does know is her. Yeah. And she has not been truthful in her life. And so it's like the, like, just like the boy who cried wolf or whatever, like you say it so many times that nobody's going to believe you when it really happens. If it's my gut instinct is these people that like testify at their own trials, they all have this very similar personality where they have to talk about it because (sighs) they're like narcissistic. They can't help themselves. They can't not get the attention whether or not it's going to do them harm or not. And someone who is innocent on trial I mean, sometimes they testify because they're like, what do I got to lose? You know, but most of the time they don't. And it's because it's like we said, that would be so nerve wracking. You don't remember every effing detail, you know, like you want to get up there and tell the truth. But I know. And then it's like when they when you're asked and you're like, I don't know, you sound like an idiot. So that's why they're like, hey, no, you're not going to. You're not going to testify. But yeah, I, I mean. But if you go up there knowing you're going to lie, you're like, this is my lie. I, I know what it is because I just made it up and I'm just going to stick to that. Yeah. 
You're not yeah. actually depending on your recall. Well, she did. They did catch her in some lies that she said. I mean, of course, like the arm thing. It's like you you did it in the very beginning yeah. when you said that he drew that boy on you while you're driving and he's in the driver's seat. And then it's like, why is he driving your car? Like, I think you were driving, Azra. I think you drove you guys over there. I don't think that he was ever driving. Also, like, that was the first red flag. It's like, why did you do that? And then, yeah, I do think she kind of staged it. I think she cut herself up. And yeah, I don't know why she wouldn't have put some shoes on to walk over to Dawn's house. Because that was some flippy. I think that was real painful. Yeah. But anyways, that's the uh, crazy story of Ezra McCandless. Okay, good one. And Alex Woodworth. So rest in peace. I know, Alex. So I'm going to just cut it there and we'll do shout outs next week. Okay. And you guys, patreon.com forward slash housewives of true crime. Gretchen's doing a crime this week. And follow us on Instagram and Facebook, our Housewives group. Search Housewives of True Crime group. We also have a keto group. Uh, A lot of you guys find your way there first. But if you're not dieting, probably don't want to be on that group because we just give you like stuff to eat. But if you are, join us there too. Anything else, Gretchen Poop? I think that's about it. Okay. Well, clink, clink. Clink, clink.